Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ilya Dragunov, the star. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Emil A.S.H. Coming to you for an audio-only episode. This one featuring our picks of the week. We're recording this on a Tuesday because we spent our Independence Day uh, hanging out with Paul London and Carlo Cannon. That episode should be up on your Spotify feeds, at least the first part, because we're releasing that one as a two-part episode. But before we get to some business uh, for this episode, we just like to take a few moments to pay tribute to uh, one of our co-founders here at Podcast Network Asia, the late attorney Jose Fidel Acu. Or Joseph Acuna as we knew him uh, Joseph and Ron were uh, the two co-founders of PNA that Ro, Chino, and I met back in 2019 when we signed on to be the seventh podcast as part of their then seventh growing bang. network. Yeah, we <laughs> were number seven. Okay. Mm. And uh, since then, uh, that network has ballooned um, to about 150 shows at uh, at the time of recording. And um, I personally, mas naramdaman ko talaga si Joseph since yeah. the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. hit uh, because he was the one who was really checking in on on us, whether it was schedule, uh, scheduling yung mga Google Meet calls or even sending random messages on Facebook asking uh, how we're doing, if there's anything that uh, they can improve on in terms of the service. And I think um, it, it really meant a lot, you know, looking back na uh, there was uh, one of the big bosses who was actually hands-on. Uh, every time we would be at the studio, we would actually see him there. And he would take a few minutes out of his time to you know, hang out with us and just chit-chat. Even though Joseph wasn't the biggest wrestling fan around. And even though the dude had a law firm to operate on top of the podcast network. So um, you know, on the way out of uh, his way, Kamini Row, we were talking about how, how the man had all that time. Right? So uh, it's, a, it's such a huge and heavy loss uh, for us as, as uh uh, podcasters on Podcast Network Asia. Yeah, uh, about that point where you said that he wasn't the biggest wrestling fan, I always had this uh, imposter syndrome being on Podcast Network Asia because uh, our, our podcast, admittedly, is not you know a top ranking show on you know the Spotify Philippines charts, even though we rank worldwide in Kenya, Romania, Germany, Ireland, and all that, um, all those different places. But see, Joseph never made us feel that we were any less. And he made us feel that um, since the very beginning, he made us feel that we had a place in the podcast network Asia table. And I'll always, um, I'll always appreciate him for that because I, you know, I think he could have easily cut bait on us because um, they brought in a lot more other successful podcasts uh, than than we are. Um, Ron was the wrestling fan between the two of them, so um, I think one can see then. Uh, uh, 
were here also because of him. Um, but uh, he was an early believer, I believe, uh, of the podcast. He he got us where we were. He he allowed us to to be here uh, uh, to be a part of the podcast network Asia family. And I'll always, always treasure him for that. Um, Sam was right. He was the one we felt more. Um, he was the one really running the ship. He wasn't a podcaster by any means. Um, I don't think he ever wanted to try what we do, but um, he believed in every one of us. I, I would like to think Um he saw that there was a place for all of us, no matter what topic, what uh, what interest, what niche we were filling in the podcast uh, industry and field. Basta, uh, we were ready to put in the work. He would make it happen, and he was still making it happen. Um, you know, uh, the last time I saw him was a couple of weeks ago at the studio, and after that, uh, we still were talking to him about going even bigger, and that's how um. That's how involved he was, you know. Um, that's how big he dreamed, he dreamt uh, for not just the Wrestling Wrestling podcast, but the rest of the other podcasts under the wing of PNA. So um, I don't know where that leaves all of us moving forward. I would like to think that he did leave, you know, a plan, uh, uh, a, a to do list of things uh, the the rest of the company needs to get to, and I think that that will be his lasting legacy then. Uh, moving forward and if we ever um get to more success as the as the wrestling wrestling podcast as on deck as class clown as unmasked um it will definitely mostly largely i would think be because of him because of joseph so thank you joseph for everything that you did for taking us in for considering us as uh important parts of the family and uh i i we were you were taken from us too soon and we'll never forget you yeah, uh, rest in peace uh, to the late great attorney Joseph Acuña. Uh, again, just a huge, huge loss. Our uh, deepest and most heartfelt condolences go out to uh, to Joseph's family, to, uh, to his his widow, his uh, his mother, his siblings, and uh, his fur babies, who we actually got to uh, got to see and meet over at the wake yesterday. Uh, you know, just it just uh, makes me feel terrible to think about uh, how young he was taken from us. Mm, yes. So uh, literally almost our age, Diva. So uh, closer to Chinos, man. No, no. I. I mean, no. We're we're on the, we're all in the same ballpark. Not in the meals ballpark for sure. But uh, it does make you scared a little bit of you know how how you approach then uh, your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the hoping that none of us have a Michael Scott episode where we think nah, like we're gonna die the next day or whatever. But um, you know, uh, it, it's always difficult to move on from. Uh, Paying tribute to someone, especially when they're no longer with us, and uh, what we're about to do is basically what uh, the PNA team said: what Joseph would want, which is to carry on and to proceed with business as usual, and that is to give you our picks of the week. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give Emil some airtime here as Ro and I try to rec uh, recover and bounce back a bit. Why don't you let the people know, Emil, how they can be part of our growing wrestling wrestling podcast patron community, where we just <laughs> uploaded a, a huge freebie. I know, I know. Before Emil starts, I just want to say how crazy it is. I know Joseph would have wanted this, but it's crazy that we went from eulogizing him to selling to selling our <laughs> our membership. <laughs> let it let it not be known. Let it be known, but that uh, the the strangeness is not lost on us. Yes, and that they were always cool with it from the get go. <laughs> 
All right, Emil. <laughs> all right. So if you want to get the full wrestling wrestling podcast experience, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast, where you can subscribe for as low as $5 uh, or 275 or 280 pesos in our local currency. Um, you can uh, join in on our Discord server. That's one of the perks of uh, joining our Patreon, where you can interact with us, talk to us about wrestling, sports, memes, food, fashion, anything, and anything under the sun. You can also interact with your Falco podcast uh, in our Discord server. Uh, uh, we also have the Pasabais, and if you want to get your authentic wrestling merch, you could get it through us as well. And we have the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and very soon, Collision. And some local wrestling events as well, courtesy of Rowan ASH. And another perk of joining our Patreon is you'll get the dibs on uh, the interviews that uh, we, we, you know, that we have. So... Um, so before it gets uploaded to Spotify or anywhere else, uh, if you're a pa- you're, you're a patron or if you're a patron, uh, you could get uh, you could uh, see it exclusively uh, before it can be released uh, for the for the worldwide audience to to hear. So yeah, so <laughs> and um, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/WrestlingWrestlingPodcast. I just right. wanted to add to that uh, real quick. Um, we are also planning something in the works uh, for our loyal patrons and for uh, WWE fans here in the Philippines. So all I'm going to say is if you are missing the network and Shempre Stan's commentary and Carlos commentary, so stay tuned. Uh, you might want to consider um, you know, subscribing again because we're cooking a little something, something up. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that for now. Uh, the uh, Paul London interview, the Carlo Cannon interview, that's up on uh, the, the Patreon for the subscribers. We just uploaded the entire video in all its two-hour glory, so go ahead and enjoy that if uh, you're part of our growing wrestling, wrestling podcast patron community. All right, let's go chronologically here for our picks of the week. We're going to start with Emil's, which was from last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. All right, so my pick of the week comes from Raw last week and was was a banger. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Gunther. Um, nung nakita ko to, hey, put I, some respect on his name. It's Gunta. Gunta. Yeah, there you go. Uh, when I saw this match, I immediately thought, oh, this is going to be my pick of the week. Uh, even though we still have the rest of the week, uh, you know, it's going to happen last week. So both Owens and Gunther brought their A game in a TV match. Uh, and fortunately, they were given ample time to really cook, you know. And uh, for me, this is the best TV match of WWE so far this year. Um, and I didn't realize before that they uh, have in-ring chemistry, and it showed during that match. And this just made me crave for a possible Gunther versus Gunta versus uh, Kevin Owens rivalry, maybe in the future for the IC title or maybe for the World Heavyweight Championship. So. Um, Great work from both of them, and uh, it was a really one of the best matches I've seen this year. 
I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Raw, uh, as of late, has felt a lot like SmackDown in its heyday, where it's really yeah. uh, very solid with the wrestling. And um, I mean, there's like a healthy balance now of the promo and the in-ring stuff, uh, which we never really got from Raw, especially over the last decade or so. And that was always the marked difference right, between Raw and SmackDown. Now, Raw was very promo and segment heavy, whereas SmackDown was more in-ring material, in-ring match heavy. So I don't know about you guys, but I've kind of been feeling that from Excuse Raw. I review the show every week. You're asking me if I noticed it. Uh I noticed it. Um it's also worth noting that uh um for Raw and SmackDown, when they come uh, when they've been coming to towns lately, uh the report uh the Triple H shows have been the best uh, performing shows in the history of that town or city, you know, in recent memory. So that's saying something. That's saying a lot because uh, people are invested in Triple H's main roster, WWE. Whether it's because um, they felt that the quality has gone up, or because you know it's not Vince anymore, and they wanted to be, they wanted to see what the new regime was like. So, uh, and for me, I I know this. I I know the hype is real because the changes are real. So. Um, it's not just you. It shouldn't be just you. If you watch Raw week to week, and I know a lot of people still don't because it's three hours of their time. Um, but if you are a loyal follower of Raw and SmackDown, you would see that um, Triple H has brought his magic touch, you know, uh, the, from the black and gold NXT days to these things. And uh, it does tie back to what Emil, uh, to why Emil rather picked uh, this match for for his pick. And uh, they just put on an, an NXT takeover level match on on the first hour of raw so for no uh, championships for no championships <laughs> then so and then you know because it's for no championships they did a uh schmozzy finish but just totally fine because you got there by after a really hard-hitting match and well that um that's that, that is the state of uh triple h's wwe at this time now you are inspired enough by the leadership even though vince is still around making changes although remotely he was there backstage um, you were inspired enough to do, go do your thing and uh, you know, wrestle your ass off without without fear of rep repercussions of you know of a guy of an old man saying why'd you go do that why'd you go that hard so I appreciate this and I appreciate this a lot and if you still have if you're listening to this and you still don't watch Raw week to week and you consider yourself a fan of in ring action then I think it's uh, matches like this that should get you to start. Yeah, uh, just to follow up on what you said, na Vince was there because it was in Hartford, yung, yung uh, Raw last week. Uh, today's Raw, we're recording this on the evening of June 13th, uh, it was in Wichita, Kansas, so medyo mas malayo from, uh, from Stanford. Which is where WWHQ was at. So, ang balibalita is that Vince wasn't there. Yeah, so, um, in, yeah, yeah. Um, Vince isn't there. He, was, he hasn't been there since the Raw After Mania. So hmm. um, he is only there when he feels he could be there. So the Mania, tapos, uh, this last week's Raw near, uh, in Connecticut. So uh, that is actually the norm now. And he's been making changes uh, via Zoom, you know, via, yeah. via Google Docs. Yeah, which is kind of what uh, Brian Gewertz used to do towards the end of his run. If you uh, have read his book, which is actually a great, uh, a great piece of... Uh, Wrestling literature or great memoir that uh, you, could, you you might want to get your hands on if you like uh, reading you mga backstage behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I'm gonna stick with last week's Raw 
And I'm going to pick the main event of that show, Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest for the World Heavyweight Championship. Both this match and Kevin Owens versus Gunther, clearly they are, uh, they're there to set up something bigger. So right now, KO and Sami Zayn are in a, in a little feud against Imperium, which Nico Alam, if it's ultimately going to be for the Tag Team Championships or one of them is going to win the Intercontinental Championship or at least challenge Gunther for it. Uh, but with Seth Rollins and Damian Priest here, clearly it's building towards Seth Finn over at Money in the Bank, which uh, they kind of took steps to push forward on uh, today's episode of Raw. So um, I, I really loved how they made Damian Priest go out there and wanted go at it alone against Seth. Which planted you seeds of doubt and discord guy Finn. And we saw that again uh, on today's episode where you could see the mistrust now between Priest and Balor and how there's some tension there and it's leading everyone to believe now you rumored turn for Finn against Priest uh, is actually gonna happen. Let's save, save that for Thursday. I think okay, there's a lot okay. to be there's a lot to be plumbed uh, in those depths. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't even talked about JD McDonough, who's clearly a part of the story now. But uh, going back to Seth versus Damian Priest, it also reflects yung mga nabasa natin over the last few weeks that WWE sees a main event player in someone like Damian Priest. And um, I know that LA Knight is the presumptive favorite to win Money in the Bank, but I wouldn't be opposed to Damian Priest winning Money in the Bank. Uh, you know, after everything we've seen from him over the last couple of months. So give me an inspired Damien Priest. Give me workhorse fighting champion Seth Rollins any day of the week. That main event match was actually a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. And again, um, after watching last week's Raw, I na it's probably the best Raw we got this year so far because we had really two great... Uh, uh, you could call it PLE caliber matches with the the my pick and then uh, the the main event. So um, both 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 these guys really brought again brought their A game, and um, I like how Damian Priest had baby baby face tendencies instead of you know the typical Judgment Day uh, shenanigans. So again, it pla- this pretty much set up what is going to be the story of the summer for the World Heavyweight Championship. So maybe this could lead to uh, a triple threat, maybe at SummerSlam. So that's what I'm thinking. So we're going to talk about more about that this Thursday. But they, they used this match to set up for something, but at the same time, they also delivered a really good match instead of just phoning it in. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, now that I think about it, now that we brought up Jung, um uh, the PLE level, you know, PLE quality matches. I, I'm thinking now, and I, I wonder if this is them trying to prove to the old man, okay, we're, we're doing just fine without you. Um, we're doing just fine, focusing on the wrestling and not just the, not just the acting, which is also really good. Um, all things considered, uh, they they are really telling some good stories both on Raw and SmackDown. So I I enjoy that. Uh, especially the subtle acting of uh, not so subtle because uh, you can spot it from a mile away. Um, the acting Nina Finn and uh, Damien and everyone else, Sammy and Ko, all that stuff. So yeah, um, on the Imperium stuff, I feel like Sammy and Ko moved from one big faction to the other. So I think this is like a slight retread of their feud with the Bloodline, except that there's no heavy-handed drama this time. It's just another uh dominant faction going after them but anyway that's beside the point um 
yes, I really enjoy this, but not as much as Gunther versus Kevin Owens because those are my guys. But uh, I truly enjoy um, Seth Rollins just going out there and wrestling his ass off and assuming, you know, he's going to do more of that because he's now the fighting champion. He was what Cena was as United States champion uh, half a decade ago. So um, that's pretty cool. And I think that's going to that's what's going to make the World Heavyweight Championship a big deal. So more power to that, more power to him. And yeah, um, I really appreciate then this uh this renaissance, if you will, for Damon Priest. Because the guy is old. Let's not sugarcoat it. He 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 seems like a spring chicken because it's like the first few years of uh you seeing him on your uh primetime television, uh primetime wrestling TV. But the guy is old. Um it uh we talk about it a lot, but this is young proof na. In wrestling, you don't really get to the major leagues until you've put in 10 plus years in the business. So uh, guys like Seth Rollins, guys like uh, Damian Priest, guys like even Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, even Gunta and, and his crew, right? So all of these guys who you feel are young are really not. And all the good things that they have now, they have deserved and they deserve it and have worked really hard for it because they... Uh, that's just how long they've been grinding and getting better. And um, I really appreciate that a lot more people are uh, appreciating then that uh, Damian Priest really could be a main event level guy. Uh, I don't know if he's, if he's going to run all the way to the end zone with it, with the ball, but um, it is really nice to see him try. And for the most part, he is carrying that ball well, uh, especially when you see him wrestle matches like this with Seth Rollins, with Bad Bunny, um, not the performances, and you know, really good for him. I, I really enjoy this uh, this this entire idea of a story a lot. Yeah, uh, not everyone can be a John Cena or an Austin Theory where you get to hit the main event of WrestleMania or be in a featured spot before you hit twenty five. Yeah, and going back to Rodo's point, when uh, they're proving the old man wrong, I mean the numbers can attest to that. I mean, the numbers we, don't lie. We no, we hear we hear every week that the, I the didn't show, get it. Well, the num- uh, yeah, that, well, the that numbers that's disaster lie. for that, you. That spells disaster <laughs> for you. Is that what go like? Um, every week we always hear the the raw from this town was the height the. You know, record-setting attendance for a show in that town. So we always hear that every week. So you can see how the people are—they um, are really liking what they're seeing currently on WWE TV. WWE TV, and that's a testament to how great this Triple H reign has been so far. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, for, uh, validating what I said. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on here to uh, Rose pick from the most recent episode of AEW Dynamite. We're gonna cross over now. Yeah. Uh, before that, I, I just wanted to say I forgot to mention in my uh, in my eulogy uh, for Joseph. Um, for those who would currently enjoy the current incarnation of the podcast, uh, may, may live stream tayo that we were able to wor- uh, record um, beautifully from home. A lot of that is also him. Like uh, he made that happen. He made sure that we did we didn't have to stop, you know, uh, delivering the content to you. So um, anything, you know, the the Emil, um, you came on uh, when we were doing this, Deba. So uh, I'm sure um, we helped you get by during the pandemic uh, with with the show, Deba. So that, that that's really all Joseph, and um, we attribute a lot of it to him. 
Anyway, uh, my pick of the week is from Dynamite. It is the 25th, 24th, 24th. Uh, International International Championship defense for one Orange Cassidy uh, versus Swerve Strickland. Um, Okay, so all there's a reason why he uh, does he he wrestles a match every week, and we talked about it last Thursday, and uh, it really is just good. Um, It's not the kind of match that Paul London will love, (laughs) uh, admittedly, but uh, there is a reason why he is relied on every show to uh to deliver the goods and it really is just good um you can't deny that it is pretty dramatic um the way he wrestles the stuff because um he's so good he's in such great shape that he can go non-stop uh without you know without slowing down without looking like he's slowing down from the very first minute up to the 16th 17th minute of his match the bus so he just keeps going he's like the fucking energizer bunny uh, the way he does his shit. And that, my friends, is the quality of an elite caliber talent, even though um, uh, it's not what old heads would like, you know, but it's really good. He's really good. And he really makes you feel how uh, dangerously close he is to losing. He really makes the other guy look good. Uh, Swerve especially. This, this is the second time he's made Swerve look good and uh, deserving to be champion, uh, deserving to beat him and be champion, Deva. So um, that's how that's how good Orange Cassidy is, and that's how good he can perform night in and night out every week. And uh, oh, hopefully he isn't physically burning himself out. I'm probably sure he's not mentally burning himself out because you know he he seems all right. He seems like he's not slowing down. But um, this is wrestling, and uh, if you put in that kind of match every week, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, but um, your your body is just not going to hold up. It's not designed to be that way unless uh, unless you're bionic, Deva. So um, I just hope that uh, Tony Khan doesn't pull a Tom Thibodeau here and run him to the ground. Um, I hope that someday he thinks of load management. Uh, it is a thing, but it <laughs> it is a thing in sports. You're you're allowed to do that. You are you run two teams. You know, you're allowed to rest your guys. So uh, I don't know. I actually don't know if the if Orange Cassidy matches pull in young numbers for quarter hours. Uh, I'll have to look at Brandon Thurston's figures for that. But um, from a purely quality standpoint. Uh, the Orange Cassidy matches don't miss. So yeah, Emil, go. Uh, I really thought, again, Orange Cassidy makes his opponents look really good. Now, I really thought Swerve was going to win the title here. And uh, and I know we already have a four pillars uh, of AW, but I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy should be, up, should be up there as a pillar of this company because he has been there since the first, since day one. No, not really technically day one, but during when Dynamite was already a thing, he was already there. And he evolved from not really wrestling much to, you know, having bangers uh, each and every week. So you you could say that he's one of the most important people in the company. And maybe you could see it. Maybe you could see them. Yeah, because it's it's champion. already a thing. Um, yeah, Tony Khan's gonna have to say the fact that he's having him defend the championship exactly. every week. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So again, um, 
again, even though madami na siyang defenses, I really don't mind him being champion. Pero you also had some good points that at some point he's probably his body's gonna probably give up on him. And I, I really do hope now he gets some break here because he really deserves one. And you know, after after a long break, he can get back to what he what he's been doing and you know, giving us great matches each and every week. Yeah, you guys said everything that I had to say, really. Uh, Orange Cassidy is another one of those. Now, you better appreciate him now while he can still go the way he does because he's not really a spring chicken either. He's like 38, 39. He's kind of like Damien Priest in that regard, except Damien Priest hasn't had like 24 high-intensity championship defenses (laughs) over the last half year or however long he's been international champion. Isn't it crazy that um, the guys we like now in wrestling if they were in the NBA or the NFL, they would be retired by now yeah. from active from active competition. So it's fucking crazy, you know. Uh, it gives me hope personally as a wrestler. I say I'm in my early 30s, about, and then uh, it's not even my the peak of apparently uh, as the major leagues have shown. It's not the peak of my powers, you know. So uh, uh, more power to um, the pro wrestling industry for giving life, you know, uh, to athletes who would normally be done. <laughs> <laughs> in other sports, so that's pretty cool. I think yeah. you know, must must closer comparison comparing it to sports. Must closer yung baseball because guys were are spending so many years on the minor leagues. As mga kolab na sa major leagues, mga ano na mga late even 20s, after, early thirties, even after they get drafted in college or from yeah. college rather. Yeah, they they would put minor league. They would put their draftees sa mga minor leagues, and they would. May mga levels yun eh. And once you reach major leagues, you're malang ano na, um, late 20s, early 30s ka na. Like, Kaya may mga ba- exceptions, like maybe Jeter or someone else, pero usually ganun talaga. Mas Kaya- closer yung baseball than N- N- NBA and or NFL. Kaya ba okay lang kay Michael Jordan na minor league siya nung <laughs> mid-90s? Yeah, probably. <laughs> or early um, 30s pa lang daw siya nun eh. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also worth noting, uh, by the way, is that... Uh, Orange Cassidy changed for y'all. <laughs> for those who didn't yeah. get it, um, even Tony Khan didn't get it at first. He, he admits that he didn't get it at first. Even Jr. Jr. Especially, he's an old head. Um, the guy changed for all of you. <laughs> so he doesn't. If you notice, he doesn't do much of the of the hands in the pocket stuff anymore. He did that last week, by the way. He did a fucking arm drag with his hands in his pockets. That is fucking impressive. Um, especially um, if you have never trained how to do an arm drag, that is fucking hard with doing it without your hands so uh, um props to him for being able to do all of that stuff with his hands in his pockets even though he's already stopped doing that for the most part but he just throws it in uh the very at the very beginning of matches to remind you what his character is and then he wrestles balls to the wall after that it's kind of ironic because before like before 2020 or 2021 i i i thought that this guy is so smart. Like he, he doesn't have to do much. Yet he's one of the most over guys in the roster. <laughs> then he, then he goes and wrestles his ass off. Exactly. And now he goes like he defends his title every week, putting on banger matches. Uh, uh, every time. So I don't know. Napaka ironic may difference yung before and now with uh Orange Cassidy. He kind of evolved. I don't know. If I were him, I would I would be pissed. Cause I was doing so fine doing the bare minimum. <laughs> you made me you made me wrestle all these good matches. No, I'm just kidding. If he likes it, he likes it. You know? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Kung gusto, diba? Bigay. Bigay natin. 
So there, uh, that is Rose pick from AW Dynamite. Uh, we have one more pick that uh, we're going to be talking about here on the pod, and it's from Impact, which we don't get to show a lot of love on uh, kapag may live stream. So that's uh, another reason why we do these Pick of the Week episodes, so we can talk about uh, the non-WWE or AEW stuff and have a little less time pressure to, uh, to do that. So let's spend some time talking about the Impact World Championship match from Hard to Kill over the weekend. No, against all odds. Uh, ah, sorry, against all odds, where Alex Shelley had a huge moment winning the Impact World Championship from Macklin. All right, I'll, I'll take this one. So, first of all, Impact crowds fucking suck. Like, you know, I, I watch Impact every now and then, and then I noticed that. It's so quiet, you know. Parang, uh, say it, for me as a wrestler and a fan, um, the crowd energy is everything. It is an important part of the match, as the match itself. You know, uh, it's not just you know the 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 moves you do and the story you tell. It's also whether the crowd is reacting. And to me, um, even if you could be putting on a technical classic in the ring, if the crowd doesn't care, it's gonna look like your match is shit, diba. And conversely, if you're doing, if you're not doing anything fancy, and then the crowd is super into it, as as I have experienced early in my career, it does elevate um, a lot of stuff that you see out there. So, naawa ako sa mga impact wrestlers because the crowds fucking fucking suck. Uh, whether it's impact zone pa yan, uh, wherever they're taping now, uh, to the other venues that they run. It's just super quiet, and that goes a long way into my perception of the pro- of the Impact Wrestling product. And honestly, this match was no different. Um, it's weird to say Alex Shelley and the the Guns are pretty popular, not not just in Impact but around the world. And then, am I should I blame it on fucking Steve Macklin, the third most forgotten son of the of the Forgotten Sons? <laughs> Uh, to be fair, he did he did make the most out of it because he did become a world champion. But yep. let's be real, he isn't the most remembered son. Um, first, it's Wesley Blake who was an actual NXT tag team champion, and then uh, fucking Jackson Riker who is an is a dick. <laughs> uh, so um, Steve Macklin, Steve Cutler wasn't gonna be on, at the top of everyone's forgotten son rankings. So. Um, it was a weird choice, but I, I, after seeing the match, I do see why they did put the championship on him. He's not incapable, and I guess may counting notoriety then of coming from WWE, but it's not like he also had a lot of time on main major WWE programming. So, um, am I supposed to blame the lack of crowd uh, reaction on him just being uh, on this whole thing being a weird booking decision by the Impact Brain Trust? So I don't know. But uh, by the end, they they did wrestle a good match. Uh, Alex Shelley is still pretty good. He's still one of the greats uh, at his uh, relatively advanced age. Uh, I don't I, How old is the guy? Would you know, Emil? Forties, um, yeah, around forties. Now, say the guns have been a lot, around such a long time, and yeah. <laughs> in their heyday, ten years ago, when Chris Saban was winning the world championship, uh, they were in their mid thirties. So, about... forty, pa lang naman ni Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah. forty. Yeah, right, all right. Yeah, it's so, not so bad. All right, it's not so bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, Brian Danielson age then. Um, yeah. uh, by the end, he was able to get the crowd going with uh the finish. Um. The closing moments, the the cardiac, the dramatic third act of the of the match, but until up until then, it was so so quiet. But 
I will say that the match was good. Um, uh, Shelly proved why he looked like a legit main eventer in Impact, and um, there's not a lot of those in Impact, you know. Um, no, a very only very few people feel like legit main eventers. I I think uh, that's from my uh, slightly unqualified opinion as an Impact outsider, but. Uh, Shelly is one of the guys with uh, actual gravitas um, when it comes to wrestling in the ring. And uh, the fact that he was able to pull the crowd in at the very final moments, despite being quiet the entire time, is a testament then to how good he really is. Yeah. And going back to the crowd thing, I thought, when I watched the, the, the event, I thought... It was only because of the main event now and maybe the crowd was tired. And then I went back and watched the Sabin match and the crowd was really like that from, the, from the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask Ken about that because he was there. <laughs> yeah. And God, I mean, why, why did you pay this money if you're not going to, you know, say it's not just, you know, some people will say, now, oh, maybe the the crowd wasn't mic'd up well, but you can see the crowd and they weren't, you know, they weren't hooting and hollering. The bus, so you can see that they were just sitting there. As though I know, so, uh, what's the deal? Is it because Impact is isn't even the third most popular uh, wrestling promotion in the world? So why did you all pay money to see it? So it's so weird. It's so weird when crowds come in and they don't do shit. Right? At least uh, I, I'm not gonna say heckle the heckle the wrestlers, but uh, make some noise. You're there to be heard, right? Um, just don't be a dick about it, but you know, be part of the show, it's okay. Like, why why else are you there? <laughs> yeah, and um, honestly, the only the only act that makes me watch Impact is the guns, Sabin and Shelly. And both of them had tremendous matches during the event, and both of them are champions now, so that's that's good. So it's probably I'm probably gonna tune into some impact even more now that they're champions. And I really, I know, I know it's convenient for Shelly to stay on Impact because he has his own day job as well. But I really wish they could have a run somewhere, just just even for a brief, for a brief run, and maybe in AW because I really want to see them compete in other places because they're they're just so damn good. Even at at their age now, they're still as good as they were in their primes ten years ago. I've got a question for you guys. Were the guns faces here at this event? Because yes. when they were wrestling yes. subculture, they were kind of working heel. Yes, uh, no, no, man. Uh, I saw the subculture match. It wasn't quite heel. It's more of, okay, territory namin to. Tapos dayo lang kayo, diba? So, Shepard, uh, when you're like that, you you kind of take on a, a bit of an arrogance, diba? Because you're holding down your fort. So, um, obviously, Macklin is a heel. He was the... Uh, he was the... the asshole PTSD uh, soldier guy that uh, Jackson Riker so wanted to be. <laughs> so uh, that was clear at the very least um, between the two of them. It's also clear that Macklin was the heel because may ongoing oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. against um, Scott Demore. Scott Demore, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so there. Uh, those are our picks of the week for this week. Again, it's Kevin Owens versus Gunta from Raw. Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest from Raw, Swerve Strickland versus Orange Cassidy from Dynamite, and uh, the bonus pick, the Impact World Championship win of Alex Shelley over Steve Macklin over at Against All Odds, which took place over the weekend. What are yours? Let us know. As always, we love it when you keep the conversation going on Twitter. 
and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. And you can also hit us up individually at EML underscore Meister, at RoeIsWar, at Monday Night Rowan, at China Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. Coming up on your feeds, part two of our interview with Paul London and Carlo Cannon. Plus, you've got the Thursday live stream as always, 7 p.m. on Facebook and on YouTube. We'll see you there. Make sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and on Instagram at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and give us a follow and a five-star rating on Spotify while you're at it. Thank you very much to our babyface producers over at Podcast Network Asia. And one last thank you to the late Joseph Acuna for all of the things he contributed to this podcast and every other show that you enjoy on Podcast Network Asia. Rest in peace, Joseph. Uh, we'll catch you again uh, probably on the live stream. All right. On behalf of, uh, em- of Emil ASH and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. And in another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.